Self-Discovery Radio. The discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and being in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new e-book, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening everybody. Welcome back to Their Story Matters. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Robert O. Williams. Moving humanity from fear to love. That's something that we really need in this world at the present moment, isn't it? We seem to be on very high alert with our anxiety, our trepidation, our unsureness of what's coming, but also in our awakening. We know that we're awakening to something. We know that there's something bigger and better and more profound out there. But how do we work through the, peer, the fear, the stress, the everything else? Well, Robert, known as Bob, um, a former beach boy, is going to share with us today his beautiful book, which is Love is the Power, Moving Humanity from Fear to Love. And we're going to be talking about this um how to embrace love, how to erase fear, how to embrace our redirect. But not only has he written a fantastic book that gives you so much detail about his near-death experience that gave him his redirection into life, into meaningful purpose, and set him on the path as being an inventor, an author, and uh, a musical teacher, somebody that now is, is truly embracing that quantumness of love and light. Um, it also brought about this incredible app that we're going to be talking about today and it's an app of vibration that helps reset you back into that place of harmony and love and helps bring that kind of hysteria or that anxiety down that deep breath type thing we're going to be talking more about that as we go through but it is quite remarkable what um, what he's gone through. If When you look at the book and you look how skinny he was at one point literally skin stretched over bone um given a choice to go to hospital or to heal himself, the journey that he took and the belief that he had and where he is today because of it. And opening up to that quantum energy, opening up to that divine, beautiful, meaningful purpose in life and embracing all that he is. So let's take the journey with him. Let's find out how this came about. Uh, played the saxophone with the Beach Boys, a wonderful experience for him. But what happened to change that and to take his direction where he is today with all that he does we're going to be doing quite a few shows with him one on ecology on technology round tables with um, Rennie um, Davis whom we've had here before and um, another one with Bill Mackey on, on quantum energy so you're going to hear a lot from him but today it's about him and his journey and his uh, embracement of that beautiful divine energy and meaningful purpose that he had to share so Rob welcome to the show Thank you, Sarah. It's such a privilege to be on your show. Great. Well, first of all, we are all going on a journey from fear to love. And this is a, it's, a, it's an amazing time to be alive, to be in our bodies, to be incarnated together. Because what I found, uh, starting with that near-death experience that you said uh changed my life and it really did in 1979 it awakened me to a process that is intrinsic that is innate in all of us in in all of creation and that is it's a very simple uh concept that 
everything goes in a cycle. Every All vibrations, they have a, a cycle to it. Some vibrations, some cycles are billionths of a second, like a flick of an, flick of an electron. Other cycles are billions of years. But there's changes that happen inevitably depending upon the length of that cycle and the information that's governing that cycle. So what, okay, so we know that plants start out as seeds and go through many changes. And if the things are right in the environment and the, uh, the water and the sunlight is there, then the seed transforms at some amazing state into a flower. Like that, humans are in a cycle. Humans are are part of an evolutionary process. And the the extraordinary um, thing about being human is that we can participate in our own awakening, awakening, in our own self-realization, in our own understanding, and in our own freedom. So that is something that a plant can't individually do, but we can. And that's what makes this an exciting time to be alive because we've been born in a time we all know that there's a lot of terrible things that have happened that is happening right now a lot of darkness a lot of pain suffering cruelty tragedy so what is that about and why why has that been allowed from the concept of love from the concept or the vibration of love well it in in the long um, in the wide-angle lens that we can look at that question, we see that humans had to go through a phase of development just like all things, and that uh, right now we are in a phase of mass transformation, self-discovery, and blossoming. And the there are seven major energy centers in the body, the chakras, and we've all heard about how they work. There is a, um, a conjunction now that is very beautiful happening between the lower three chakras, which have to do about our individuality, our personalities, our minds, and then the upper three chakras, which in general have to do about our universality, our, um, our uh, high self, if you will, our collective consciousness. Now, the heart is right in the middle. So as the heart begins to open, and this is, like I said, an automatic process, like the, the flowering of uh, a plant. This is something that's built in to the system here and built into the uh, fabric of creation. When the heart energy center begins to blossom, then first of all, it begins to expose the boundaries that has kept the heart closed down or kept the heart hidden prior to that. So that's an interesting process. So those boundaries and the the sheaths and and coverings around our own love begin to break down and begin to perhaps cause chaos in some way, shape, or form. And we can see that in society as a whole. There's a lot of mm, testing of existing structures, a lot of chaos that's being... Uh, uh, released in the, in the, uh, existing, uh, systematic, um, governmental agencies and economies and, and the in industries. 
So that's an interesting phenomenon because that's what has to happen for a transformation. There has to be an increase of disorder before that ordered new state can solidify. So when I was um, uh, when I was in Santa Barbara with the Beach Boys, I was having a pretty good time, but I was also getting sick and sick and sicker and sicker and sicker. And so um, I didn't know what was going on, and the doctors didn't know what was happening. And they kept uh, trying this and that and different tests. And finally, I was so ill that they said, you know what, we don't know what's going on with you, but we got to get you in the hospital because if you keep going like this, you'll be dead in six months. My liver had broke down, my kidneys, my all, most of my vital organs were just shutting down. And they didn't know why. So I had the I had the choice. Do I go into the hospital or not? And a strong intuition overcome overcame my mind and said, don't go to that hospital. So then what do I do? I just started to live with a prayer and with a um, a desire for purpose, for uh, some kind of a... Uh, some answers for my life. I had done pretty well as a musician, but what about me as a person? What about this body that was breaking down? One morning, I was very, uh, I was sick during this whole time, so I, I woke up and I stumbled around and uh, fell and hit my head. And the next thing I know that is kind of a common experience for near death is that I saw my body on the bathroom floor and I realized wow there is something more to perception there is something more to our ability to perceive objects than our physical eyeballs because here I was and and I repeated that experiment or ex- ex- repeated that experience many times so that I could verify that I wasn't just hallucinating so I saw my body and then what happened was almost immediate I didn't go through the tunnel like others have talked about, or I didn't see any deceased relatives. Suddenly, there was pure light, just pure, unending bliss, unbounded, infinite, loving light. And at at first, there was no separation between the I am Robert idea or the I period and the light. There was just the light. It was only when I was kind of kicked out of that light just a bit that I had the awareness of this amazing, pure light. I can't describe it any other way. It's so it's not like sunlight or a strong light bulb, but that's the word that comes to mind or that I use. It's just this amazing, infinite, loving bliss. So I was able to perceive that light and I was in the light there was no separation and I had the thought well this is you know this is I've gone through the death porthole and this is a free land of infinite possibilities and I really wanted to you could say stay there and serve from from that minutia of individuality however there was a there was a a being, a very beautiful being that showed up between the light and eye. So I became a little bit more 
separated from the light, but still all engulfed with it, and there was complete freedom and no pain whatsoever. And there was a communication. I was asked, um, I was told that I had a choice, and so I asked if I had a purpose. And the answer was yes. And so I realized, without really knowing what my purpose was, I realized I had I had to go back if I had a purpose that had not yet been fulfilled in my physical form. So this was where uh, some of the uh, the things in my book came from. As I, you could say, descended from that pure infinite place, I began to see different dimensions, um, and those dimensions including included amazing. Beings full of light and love that are, you could say, gathered around what's happening on planet Earth and humanity. And uh, I kept coming more and more, the density increased until I saw a bunch of things and geometries and I heard sacred music and there's all kinds of uh, things happening on these higher dimensions or these more whole realities, I like to say. Because they're not higher, meaning better, they're more whole, they're more complete. So I, I finally got back into my, my body and, and I, you know, kind of, my, my breath started and I heard my heart beating and, and I kind of wiggled my toes and I wasn't in pain at that point. And I remember hearing the sounds of nature. We, we lived in Santa Barbara, springtime, beautiful area by the ocean. I remember hearing the ocean waves and then hearing the birds singing and hearing the insects making their sounds in the garden. And it was as if I heard it truthfully for the first time. Those natural sounds or those sounds from nature have intelligence. They are, they are carrying information. And as, as if the birds, the, the tones and the rhythm of the birds singing along with the insects, it was, they were carrier waves for this incredible intelligence of life and of wholeness and of order embedded in nature itself. And then I realized that that very same intelligence or those information fields that were nature were also the same information field that had started my heart beating and my breath breathing. And there was this real, yeah, there was this realization that, you know, we keep seeking outside of ourselves and we keep wondering where the answers are. And I realized at that point, not in a lot of detail, but it was a, an epiphany of understanding that we are not separated from nature. And nature has this massive, you could say, cosmic computer of, of solutions. And it's just continuing to, to, uh, reprogram things in a positive way to bring humanity out of this dark time. So I, I picked up my, my body and cleaned up and I picked up a journal and wrote as many things that happened that I remembered. And, uh, that started my journey. So I, I left the entertainment industry and, uh, uh, felt that my purpose had something to do with this epiphany, something to do with the light, and more than anything, something to do with service, something to do with 
starting each day with that recognition that we are full, we are complete already, and that the path is kind of like a paradox. It's a pathless path into self-realization where the self has never been away from us. It's never been out there, up and out, or, or under and beneath. It's it's always here, but we're, we're, it's hidden at this point. It's like a rainbow. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, everything that you've just described there I call the redirect. You know, and for some people in life, they get a kiss on the brow and they follow that and, you know, it leads them to their meaningful purpose. And, and other people have to go for a punch or even a cosmic two by four. Um, and I think your turning point was, was, um, I'm not going to hospital. I'm going to work my w- way through this. Had you gone to hospital, all sorts of drugs or operations or this or that, and, and it really would have kind of either band-aided or completely stopped that redirection from happening. Um, the fact that you wanted to follow it through, through spirit and understanding and kind of in, in search of that meaningful purpose, um, it took you to your direct purpose in a much bigger and broader understanding. And we, as human beings, we kind of intervene with, with the drugs or trying to understand why is the physical body breaking down. If we are not paying attention to the spiritual body, if we're not paying attention to that service, that meaningful purpose, the physical body is going to go into stress because it has to work in synergy with your meaningful purpose in life, the reason you're here. So your body is always a great indicator when you're not on the right road. Yes. Well said, Sarah. I agree. So it you had the wisdom to listen to it and then take this journey. And it's also not for us to dictate, is it? It's to go with the flow, see where the rivers take you, um, to realize that the current of the water is far stronger, you know, than the ripples we see on the surface. And... Uh, well, one drop in that beautiful ocean. And it's, you know, when we understand that it's not about, um, uh, you know, your purpose of making money or the fame and the glory, you had all of that. It was about that service to life that had more meaning from the soul, the heart and the spirit connection. And anybody that steps into that, you're then stepping into the love of life through your meaningful purpose, through that service, and it's on a totally different vibration, isn't it? It it really is, and and you're you're such a uh, a bright example of what we're talking about here, Sarah. And I can only uh, uh, just add a bit in what you're saying. In that, one of the things that comes to to me is this idea that uh, we have to uh, struggle to get to gain enlightenment or struggle mm-hmm. uh, to to find ourselves now it's it's there is a paradox there life is a struggle and we do get sick from time to time and tragedies do happen and the struggle to to uh, that dilemma of of life is almost uh, a confrontation on a, on a daily basis, because we know right now if we step back, we, there's somebody being hurt, you know, yeah. or nearby, and, and we we are not blind to that. And the fact that we are all connected, on some level, we feel that pain, we feel that suffering. But where do we go to solve that? Where do we go 
in search of um, transformation, in search of change. So this is where the where in my case, and I believe it's a law of nature. Actually, it's in the release of struggle. It's in the release of of that um, of concept that there is something outside of ourselves to be added to ourselves to make ourselves better or more complete and then we'll have something that is valuable it's just in a sense it's the opposite it's in the releasing of the struggle from time to time now we struggle from you know i'm not so this is a tricky subject because when we accept all that is happening right now it's it's another way of unconditionally loving it is an acceptance of Everything that's happening right now. So let's let's just do a little uh, a practice here. So I'm talking to you. My voice is based on all kinds of genetic things in my body. We're, you're hearing. Your listeners are hearing. We're involved with our five senses, and and there's this process of exchange of of information. We're communicating. At the, at the same time, these um these thoughts, these emotions, these kind of uh, ways in which our attention is drawn from here to there is actually secondary or it is it is it's part of the beauty of of the rainbow it's like mm-hmm. pure white light which is the essence of ourselves going through a prism uh, a crystal prism and 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 water does this and all of a sudden the rainbow appears and we see from the white light the pure light these beautiful colors and they they can even go into greater uh, phases of diversity. So when we accept all that is right now, and when we release the resistance to that which is not comfortable, and when we release the attachment to those things that we feel will bring us safety and comfort, from time to time, we will actually enhance those life-supporting qualities, and that source of healing energy and that source of love and its power to do miraculous things without any effort whatsoever yeah it is it is a release into a higher vibratory element that is programmed for good it's a program for the next highest level of good for each cell for each organ for each human for each species and for humanity as a whole and that's why Coming back to this time, it's like a garden who's gone, who we're just, we're just finishing up this winter season, you know, for how many hundreds of thousands of years, maybe yeah. thousands of years. And, and there are signs that this new season is, is approaching. And that's really what motivated me to, to write the book and try to, to share as best I could that this is something that is programmed in it's not something that we have to learn about it's something that we need to surrender into no, we need to tune in I mean, you live from there the you inside go. out you know and that's yeah. the whole thing when you learn to you know I'm, I'm, I, I will speak to knowingness this is my thing here and the, the knowingness you know when people say oh I've got this gut instinct how do you know I don't know I just know well I call that the, the divine knowledge coming in through your gut going to your heart in resonance going into your spirit into action and then your mind will know what it needs to know at the moment it needs to know it and you're in knowingness and you're in knowingness without doubt without conflict without uh, justification you just know and everything about your posture your body 
everything changes. You don't need to know the ins and outs of how and why. You just know, and you know what you need to do right there in that moment. But that's because we've engaged the soul, the heart, and the spirit in the conversation. And we're not just working from the head. And as human beings, we've been working from the head and the hunger. And we haven't been turning on the heart, the soul, and the spirit. Yes. And that's changing. Mm. There are are signs... Yeah, there are signs. The fact that we are even able to have this conversation is a is an indication of where mass consciousness is at, and where group consciousness in the soul groups and our 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 higher levels of could say our truer families and 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 how we resonate with each other in this heart centered place. It's it's a it's a it's a precious time. Well, so many people are awakening right now. Um, You know, I've always been a spiritual being trying to have a human existence. And I found it very, very hard because of the anger and the vibration that was here on this planet. And then, of course, you know, 2012 came along, which kind of opened up the bridge. You know, uh, the bridge is there now, the fourth dimension, all of those that wish to awaken and, and pay attention to your other senses and to understand you're here for something bigger and greater and better. Uh, and it's based in love, first love of self. If you're willing to walk the bridge, there's somebody at the other side that's going to guide you through then the fifth dimension and your meaningful purpose in life. And it was an invitation and massive amount of people waking up. Uh, a lot of confusion with waking up, you know, what am I here for? You know, like I'm, I'm now feeling, I'm now seeing, I'm now reacting in a way that I never did before. And it's a very beautiful thing because going back to what you said about nature, it is that flower. You know, going from a bud that's being rained on and gales on and then suddenly being able to come out into the sun and bloom and, uh, you know, then be the pollen for the bees. Um, everything has a reason. And it's that awakening is so uh, beautiful right now. And there is so much of it going on. It's just, it's not reaching CNN, thank God. Um, It's an undercurrent (laughs) that is far stronger than maybe some of the consciousness can uh, cope with. Yeah. Beautifully said. And, and, And changes that we're talking about, transformational events, Mm -hmm. are sudden. It's just how quantum physics works at the basis of life. And we look at these examples such as the long phase of life for the caterpillar and then suddenly something begins to shake up that existing paradigm life system of the caterpillar. And, you know, most of your viewers and most of your listeners have probably heard it, it is such a beautiful analogy and it's not just the caterpillar, but the so the the caterpillar starts start to die in its current system, the caterpillar crawling system. It starts to die, and the very the very cells and the very the nervous system that had kept that cow, caterpillar alive and happy starts to fight the process of transformation. It starts to resist the butterfly transformation. It's programmed, but then at some point it lets go. It just says. This, this higher power, this higher, uh, blueprint of who I am is more than I can resist, more than I can control. And so the actual, the cells that were trying to keep the caterpillar a caterpillar then actually change into the, the very cells that create the chrysalis and the life of the butterfly. 
It's a sudden transformation. And when when uh, quantum shifts happen, it's suddenly like the laser beam. You have incandescent light, and they're scattered, and they're not coherent. And then you just add a little stream of coherent, phase-coherent um, photons, and then the whole system jumps up to a laser beam, which is 100 million times as powerful. No more uh, photons were added. It's just how they related to each other. Yeah. And so there's these examples... Even in plants, the, with the blossoming of the flower relative to its previous stages is sudden. So I'm saying this because we think, oh my God, look at all these problems we have. The oceans are polluted, the air is polluted, the people are suffering everywhere, they're killing each other, the wars and terrible things. You know, how can we solve all those problems? Well, I don't know, and most humans' minds don't know, and I uh, we we recognize the value in our attempts. I'm not I'm not saying let's not try, but at some point, I truly believe there'll be an awakening so that this innate cosmic computer of nature itself will begin to give those who are scientifically minded insights into the the problem with with pollution, and give those That's who are happening though you know yeah. that. I mean, it's happening on a massive scale. I've interviewed a number of scientists, and mm. you know, one of the beautiful realizations, and I think it happened when quantum came into understanding. Yes. Um, you know, suddenly it's like, oh, I realize those that are spiritual are already living in the quantum energy. Yes. Right? And so yes. they're realizing that in order for us to, to live in this energy, to vibrate and work in this energy, we're actually already in that quantum energy. And societies are beginning now to kind of realize that this, quote, spirituality, which, you know, we, we're the same age. Of course, it was all this, the hippie, you know, kumbaya stuff, right? <laughs> and yes. so, you know, now they're realizing there is a science to this. There is a measurable science to this energy, to this thing called spiritualism, to this thing called awakening. And it's measurable, and it's powerful, and it has so much energy, and it can empower and power so much. So we're getting scientists coming on board, and people like yourself who were not scientists you know, uh, becoming inventors because you're opening up and channeling and, and receiving that energy and that knowledge. Uh, I think it's a beautiful time to see all these things coming about. I agree, Sarah. It, it is beautiful. And we, and we, uh, uh, we'll, we'll still be confronted with doubt and fear. Yeah. You know, we're on a bridge. We're on a bridge. Yeah. Between, between ages, between phases, between, uh, you know, times of, uh, 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 I just blanked out. You better. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thinking of the Lord of the Rings. You know, it's when they, you know, yes. when the elves are leaving and saying, you know, the elves, the time of elves is over. It's now the times That's of man. Beautiful. And you know, now we're looking at thousands of years later, where it's the time of supreme beings, which we can be those supreme beings if we step into our, our divine energy it's time for that love to come back because as man left alone we lived in destruction yeah. uh, that's all we yeah. knew how to do now in our enlightenment in our awakening we're stepping back into more of that that awareness of light which is fundamentally all energy is based in love because it's so pure Beautiful, and that's a wonderful movie to to uh, refer to because mm -hmm. there's so much in there. Yeah. The the innocence of the hobbits yeah. and the and just this this innocent kind of uh, uh, 
intellect with with great great purposes. Now that's certainly uh, I can relate to that. I you're right. I I was not very good in school. I didn't know. Did I? Not good at math. And <laughs> just my my innocence in my offering to serve mm-hmm. really uh, proved that in spite of my IQ or whatever's going on in my brain, your human IQ. Exactly. You know, it's the it's the educational IQ which the education is limited because it only feeds the human mind, right? We're talking about the yes. spiritual soul mind, the spiritual knowledge, and that is infinite. There is no boundaries to it. Well, that's exactly it, and that that infinity goes into the boundaries and mm-hmm. stays infinite, and always has a source of unconditional love and a source of power. There's there's the the, the book title, right? Yes. And and uh, we we are all part of that, so it's not something to earn or gain by effort or uh, you know uh, because we're all really good we get it. It is it is every fabric of creation, and so now we're beginning to tune into that. Like you said earlier, we're beginning to hear those frequencies and hear those those uh, deep intuitive callings. And no matter what you're doing in life, that your heart begins to radiate out and affect the environment. You don't have to, you know, we're lucky. We're on a, a radio show here, and there's people that are interacting with us, but you could be doing absolutely anything, and this recognition of, of love in the heart and this recognition of the power of our uh, compassion and our power of understanding and these, this holistic um, experience of, of life radiates out we are we're not separated and so that's that's something i also wanted to share because there are wonderful ways in which we can just live our simple lives and help the globe at the same time in my opinion that is the way to do it you know when yeah you know i think i say this in every show so i'm sorry folks if you've heard my shows before i'm going to say it again being part of the one is not being part of the borg collective it's not abstaining from any thought yes. or any individuality. Oh, beautiful. It is about being as fruitful and abundant and fulfilled and cup running over in your own life so that you can bring that to the whole so that everyone benefits. So it's having a huge, beautiful cosmic feast and you're bringing your dish or having a beautiful symphony and it's mm. your instrument that contributes to the music. Um, it's being the best you can because that's the best way you serve humanity. Yes. But that best Beautiful. you can is not the richest or the most powerful. I mean, the, you know, I think what we're seeing in the world, and let's take the state, let's take the political thing going on right now because it's going on in England, it's going on in, in other parts of the world, but of course states is definitely under the microscope at the present moment, is we're seeing the worst of the worst behavior, the worst of the worst everything going on and it's a warning sign to everybody if you abstain from participating into the solution you're feeding the problem yes right and you can be a part of that solution by just uniting with your collective community black white polka dot pink gay who gives a damn coming together as a human race and saying any attack on one human race is attack on all human race yes and this is how you make the difference, and you're making it in your voice, but you're also making it, more importantly, in your vibration. And it's not with hate towards him. It's with love and understanding towards him. 
that yes. this is where we're going to operate and we're not going to operate on any lower vibration. Mm. Beautiful, Sarah. Yes. So, beautiful awakening. Um, you know, it's so interesting, isn't it, how I redirect. And I keep, I keep saying to me, go back to Brian from, from the Beach Boys, because he dealt, dealt a lot with depression, didn't he? Um, he sure did. And do you he think sure that did. was maybe his awakening that he fought against instead of going with? You know, I can, I can only say of my times with him, and it, and wow, I was, I was I was a young man, and in hindsight, those were such gifts. And let me just share something. So here's Brian, and we've all, most of us have heard how difficult a life he had. He had an abusive father. He had mental issues. He was deaf in one ear and other things that uh, were quite challenging. He felt he was up against a competition with the Beatles, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you, I would... One time he and I were just together near the studio and just walking around talking. And, uh, you know, he was kind of scattered and he wasn't really focused and nervous. And, and then he says, you know, Bob, let's just, let's just go in, in, in the studio. I, I think I have an idea. And I go, really? Yeah, could, you know, I, w- there's a piano in there. And, and he just kind of stumbled in and he started to play. And at first he was just playing. It didn't sound really good. It was just like, weird and you know not really rhythmic but i'm with brian wilson so i'm not saying anything you know i'm just just sitting there and you know and then i saw something i saw something in his aura and i heard something he kind of stopped playing randomly and he started to play and there was a melody there and it was as if he was transformed in this to this higher connection that Mm -hmm. as been the source of all those wonderful songs, Good Vibrations, and so many others, where he actually transcended his own limitations, and we all have limitations, and was able, for whatever reason, to tap right in, and he's making this song, and he's saying, he says, Bob, he says, this is what I want Mike to sing, this is what I want Al to sing, this is what I want Dennis to sing, and he had all the parts, and it it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be another one, another top uh, 40 hit, you know, and yes. Where, where are the engineers? Oh my God, we're in the middle of the night here alone and this great the song is... Like, recorded. Yeah, yeah. And he says, Bob, this is what you're going to be playing on Barry Sachs. You know, boop, boop, boop. He had all the, everything together. We've seen the movie Amadeus with yes. Walt, yes. a similar way. And he, he was channeling and it was beautiful. And then he kind of looked around and he kinda, wait, 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 Bob, I, I just, I lost that. Wait, what, what was that last chord? And then the whole thing was lost. Tra- Tragically, the next morning, I go, Brian, let's go back in and finish that song. And he goes, what song? Yeah. So He was channeling. Yeah. yeah, So for every one of those beautiful, good vibration songs, there was probably 500 that or a thousand that just, but he was able to tap in and, and able, he was able to sit there and connect with his higher self and channel. Now, why am I talking about that? I think that the, the reason is that it wasn't his uh, education in music. He was very, he, he wasn't educated in music. It wasn't his technical skills on the keyboard or the bass guitar. There was something unique about his life purpose yes. that when he got into that zone, and, you know, Michael Jordan got into his zone when he made all those amazing basketball shots, mm-hmm. there's this higher vibratory field 
that is greater than our minds can comprehend and greater than the ability to force our way in there or you know demand results from an intellectual or even emotional state that it's it's an auto it is Brian released something and boom there was one of his gifts as one of the songs and we all have that that's my yeah. point here we all have these amazing things that can come through our nervous system and express out to the world I mean, you know, it's it's only, I've been doing these shows now for five years, and I would say it's really only been in the last five or more years, pretty well four or five years, that, you know, you can openly talk about channeling. And, you know, recently had a show on, on actually how to channel, mm. how to, you know, how to get into the right meditative state, whether it's through nature or for whatever your means is, and open up to that channeling. Because I've interviewed so many people that are conduit writers, or conduit you know, musicians and they say you know it just channels through me it's nothing to do with me no it's the fact that you are actually on the right vibration that the channel can open up to receive to give you this information and you had the right inner knowledge to be able to um to offer it and yes. you know that's the thing is every single one of us has a gift and it's a question do we open up our channels to receive that beautiful gift to be more abundant with what we're doing Yes. And that, and that's our practice. You could say yeah. it's our, it's our spiritual or our, hmm, whole life practice. Yeah, there's something else I want to hit on as well. I, you know, I have not yet interviewed, well, I'll lie. I'm lying. I can't lie. I have interviewed a couple of people that haven't taken the life's journey, but have caught the, what you call the spiritual bandwagon and now they're the gurus. But, you know, they've caught a wave and, uh, you know, they're out there, they're speaking the right talk and, and uh, they're not really speaking to the souls and the hearts of people, right? But everybody else, 99.9 people I've interviewed, are people that have made the journey. And some of them, horrific, unbelievable journeys and pain and suffering they've had to go through. But now they're in their meaningful purpose. Now they're in that beautiful place of love. They still know pain. Um, but it, yes. the pain doesn't cripple them anymore. It drives them forward even more yes. to express that love in their meaningful purpose. And I look at some of the stories. I've, you know, some of the stories that I've I've done. I've got one young girl right now, Keisha, who's on America's uh, Got Talent. She mm. was burnt 65% of her body. Mm. Um, she, she only two people survived in a plane crash. One walked away, and she was 65% burnt. She's gone through hundreds of operations, and here she is in in you know in her burnt skin and her disfigurement of her body, but the the beauty of her soul, her heart, and her spirit that's within her because she was given the gift of life that came out in her song, transcended everything, and go. I think that's what we're beginning to see. Beauty and love is not skin deep. Mm. So beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. And I think we're seeing also, you know, I'm also saying there's an awful lot of people doing horrific things in the world. You know, we have to look at the, you know, the meat trade in China and a few other places. And mm. we cannot send out hate to these people. Uh, they're used to that. But if you send out, I wish them love or I wish them heart consciousness. Yes. If they awaken to their own heart consciousness, they will know what they're doing is wrong. Yes. And if enough people are sending out that heart consciousness to them, somewhere along the line, it's going to knock them on the head. And that's the quantum shift I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 
That's the sudden. If we get enough, and we're approaching that number, I don't know how exactly how many, but I've had this conversation with Dean Radin at, at IONS and others who are looking at group consciousness, looking at mass consciousness and how mass consciousness affects everyone else. We're, we're looking at how, uh, we're looking at the theory that only a small percentage of the entire population are required to mm-hmm. resonate in this higher vibration to affect the whole uh, rest of the uh, human population. And and that's not a theory that it's standalone. That's what I was talking about. Only 1% of the photons need to yes. go in coherence for the whole laser beam to happen. And And there's other examples in nature. So each of us that are participating in this higher vibratory or more whole life awareness are contributing to this perhaps quantum number, this this amazing tipping point, where it will then become almost impossible to think of a harmful thing to do. Yes. It's it's like all of your, your listeners, nobody nobody that's listening to your show can can consciously hurt somebody else because they're not in that state of consciousness. No matter how much money they're paid or how much yeah. material things they can get, we don't have the consciousness for that. And at some point that that inability to do harm becomes infectious or becomes a positive, constructive wave of influence that then, like you said, the people who are involved with such horrible things, they that's not who they are really. That's not really at the basis of human existence. That's it's not what really they've been taught. It's not who they are. They've never right. they've never been given permission to be who they are. They're just following tradition of what's always been and what's expected of them. You know, we all have lived life of expectation. We're, you know, we're coming from the same era. You know, in for, I was a very sickly child, so all they could hope was that I would make a good marriage because it wouldn't amount to anything else in life. And so the expectations that we put on people were either too high or very low because if they didn't understand you, then it was low. Um, if they thought you could be the lawyer or the doctor and make a lot of money, then it was high. And we miss the boat on humanity altogether. So along comes the, the cosmic energy and shifts that vibration and says, okay, you need a nudge, humanity. We're going to change the dial on you. Now, it's not about raising our frequency or raising the volume to a point where it becomes so shattering it, it cracks everything up. It's about raising it up into a symphony that now in its harmony resonates out in such beautiful um, harmonic one voice that it reaches everybody. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I used to teach high school uh, music and high school choir. And if the choir, this is a good example, if nobody was given a reference note to tune their voices, mm-hmm. everybody was singing out of tune, <laughs> and and we and nobody could find out where you know what key, you know, uh, and so all that had to happen was just a few of the students finding their right note or, or listening to the piano or whatever, but it wasn't not everybody, it wasn't required that every single person listened and, and tuned their voice. It just took a small minority of that choir to sing in tune and everybody else jumped up because they were they were already seeking that. They already yeah. knew that resonance of intonation. And so there, it's very well, similar. That's why we need the tuning fork, right? You know, ding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And and we are the tuning forks, yeah. or we have access to our own tuning forks. 
through these things we're talking about, and it's and it's not outside of us. It is it is a release of fear, and it is a release of uh, um, perpetual thinking, or it's an acceptance of how our minds and emotions work, but a, a realization that we are greater than those two aspects of ourselves. Then the tuning forks start to become very um, recognizable and inspiring and our bodies chill and we get these insights and and epiphanies to move to our next highest level of good to our next highest level of service in our own lives that's it's an automatic process yeah and you know the thing is we don't forget the pain you know right. we don't we it doesn't mean that we're we're suffering free we still feel you know we still have fears we still have all of those things that come along in that human condition but what we are more equipped to do is how to deal with it you know the the nail on the chalkboard type of thing we know how to deal with it now because we know when to give it up and or when to step into a different vibration um you know that is the whole thing about it isn't it is that knowledge that we've learned that we can now apply to life yes yes you know yes. it's I, I i was at the park this morning walking my grand puppy i don't have grandchildren i have grandpups um <laughs> and i was talking to this woman and you know, there is, there's always that beautiful thing of synchronicity. She needed to speak to me. Um, you had a husband with MS. She's a caregiver of autistic children and she felt she was going from one care zone to another and like, you know, failing trapped. And of course I've got a show on that. <laughs> so, you know, hand her over the card, listen to these shows. These are people that have gone through it through somebody else's journey. We learn how to understand our own journey, and that inspiration becomes an invitation mm. of our own self-empowerment to take our own walk with better knowledge. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So moving humanity from fear to love is so apropos at the present moment because it's so easy right now to get caught on that hysteria vibe of fear. And, you know, people, I don't know why I'm so afraid. I don't know why I'm so uh, agitated. It's not you. You're wearing somebody else's coat. You're wearing the fear coat. Take it off. Yes. Step into your own love. Go and do something loving for someone else. And then you will know exactly which vibration you need to be in. Exactly. So this book is, I haven't read it all yet, but certainly very beautiful. Um, but you've also gone and put it in as an app. Or um, on the phone as well. So tell us about that. When when I had the near death experience and I was coming back, that part of the story, I saw a bunch of symbols and geometries, sacred geometries and symbols. I had no idea what they meant, but uh, I wrote them down in my journals and I began to research what those uh, symbols and what the geometries were. And to make a long story short, I I, I took I found that those symbols and those mandalas were found in all indigenous art mm -hmm. as way back as the, the Paleolithic times and in different in different uh, aspects of society it, they show up these are uh, geometries they're relationships of energy and they're symbols so it, it's quickly like an analogy as a musician if you if you know music and you see a symbol of a treble clef in the note C, you look at that and it's a symbol. There's four, you know, there's five lines in the treble clef. You look at that and you hear a note. But if you don't have the knowledge about music, it's just a symbol that is not singing yet. Mm -hmm. And so I, 
began to understand that these symbols unleashed energy. They had sounds and tones and, more importantly, this vibration of blossoming, the vibration of this phase of life on planet Earth, which is the blossoming and the awakening of the heart. So these are not anything I came up with. These are things I saw and discovered in the Vedas and ancient scriptures. And I, with the help of a lot of smart people, William Tiller at Stanford University and others, were able to figure out a way to broadcast those same codes. We call them codes or frequencies or fields of information in various ways. And the breakthrough came a couple years ago when we found a way, and again, with really smart people to broadcast through uh, an app, through a URL to a, a single cell phone. You go online, you get an app, just like you would get an app for a game or something, and those life-supporting frequencies, those fields of information of awakening, the fields of information of the unhindered heart begin to come through your actual cell phone. And Dr. Beverly Rubick biophysicist at Stanford, uh, excuse me, University of California, Berkeley, did a double-blind controlled study. It took a long time, and she found out that people that had that app turned on, their actual physical hearts in, improved their, it became more uh, healthy, and mm-hmm. heart rate variability increased, which is a, akin to less stress. And it, and it happened so many times that she knew it was a significant breakthrough in science to have a cell phone actually release stress is just a concept that is still mind-boggling well stress is the core to most illnesses yes it is right it is it's the fundamental that and of course for so many people are stressed right now for one reason or the other because of the transition and everything that's going through and they don't know how to handle it or maybe they do have a meditative thing or they go cycling or this or that but they can't in that moment you know, they're yeah. in a meeting. Well, you know, put in the headphones and just push this on and ah, bring you back down. It's right. that deep it's breath. Like, it's that deep breath. It's like being completely in nature without all this chaos. Yeah. But you're involved in life. You have a right. cell phone. You're in a meeting. You're you're living your life. So that's what we're presenting here. It's called quantum code technology. and has 108 of these natural codes that are embedded into the system of our own health, our own well-being, our own enlightenment, really. And so that's what you're you're asking about, and, and soon we can all get it on our cell phones. That's brilliant and so needed. Um, you know, it's in traffic, you know, going walking home, but, you know, uh, the kids, um, anything. You need that something, you know, oh, yeah, I know I need to take a deep breath, but at the present moment, you know, and so if you've got something with that tone that just enters you, especially if it becomes a familiar tone, it automatically completely switches your psyche and switches your brain into wanting to receive that and calm down. And, you know, we we need that exterior help at the present moment because not everybody has the time or the silence around them to be in that oneness without help. Yes, indeed. So when is that going to be available? Uh, really soon. And uh, the last I heard was within weeks. Wonderful. And so it's just a downloadable app? It, will there be a cost to it? There'll be a small cost, a dollar or two. Right. But just for the, the mechanics of it. But yes. it's like you go on uh, Google Apps or uh, the iTunes. It'll be available through those outlets. And just Excellent. It's called the Heart Plus app. 
Excellent. Can you repeat that again? The Heart Plus app. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is get everybody on it. You know, kids doing exams, teachers teaching, people in the health industry, political industry, police industry. I mean, Mm. it's just like sometimes people are so reactionary because they don't know what to do with their frustration at the moment. And, you know, we, we say take a breath. And, you know, if you could press this app and get into that signature, pause for a moment, just pause and listen, reset your vibe. Um, you won't react in that way that you would regret if you did, you know, before. So it's a really good move to kind of, you know, do this before you do something you regret. Very, very well stated. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it, for me, it's a sign of collective consciousness. The fact yeah. that I, I was able to stumble upon this and others were able to help me with it. We're all in this together. So this was a statement from humanity that we can actually be in a highly uh, technical world with all kinds of electronics and cell phones and uh, radio waves and you know we're we're just we're we're swimming in a sea of invisible uh, radiation and signals. It's a sign from humanity that we can actually live in a technological world with our own natural energy and our own heart vibrations of holistic health and well-being. And we did some brainwave studies. It's a restful alertness. It's mm. not like a dull, right. like, a, you know, like some drug. Focusing. It, it's a focus. It, right. It's, it's, it's your, your alert. You know, you yeah. can, if, if somebody, if you need to react quickly and you need to slam on the brakes, your ability to do that is enhanced. At the same time, you're not, you're not running away all the time that fight flight uh, yes. uh, syndrome that we're all confronted with. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, you're saying you stumbled along. No, you you channeled it. You were open enough to, to receive and you were chosen because of that. And we were talking before the show about some technologies and I was trying to think of a name and it's Pascal Fractal. Okay. And, and yes. from uh, 500, I think. And, and his math at the time was just way too complicated for you know the the average man and the person i know is, is has been kind of talking to him all his life since about the age of eight you know up in the universe and of course pascal doesn't conceive himself as dead you know the body is but he's still doing his work as most yes. of them are they're still up there doing their work and they're looking for people that are intelligent enough or open enough to receive that information to take to humanity to that next level Yes. And so, you know, that's the beauty of it because you're meant to bring it about in a technological way because um, as human beings, there's only so far we can go and we need the technology to push through those boundaries to take us up to that next level. But it isn't an abstinence of doing something. It's, an, an, uh, it's a, a, a tool or an ability to make us do something even better. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Yes. There's there's not a there's not an end, and especially especially at this time, there's there's too much suffering. There's too many yes. tragedies. Yeah. The, those the the beings or our true hearts, our true holistic selves, know that we can we can have an upgrade as a collective unified field of consciousness. We can have an upgrade, like we were saying earlier, and that's what's so exciting. That's what's so uh, beautiful. Because we were born in a time of, of darkness, of, of fear, and, and, and we're still 
in there because of the tragedies and the things that are going on, but these these are rays of hope that uh, we can remember as much as we can. So our attention goes there rather than focused on the old paradigm, which is quickly breaking down, in my opinion. Yeah, most certainly, and needing to break down too. Um, yeah. You know, it's we're we're cocooning coming out of that into our butterflyness and but we can only do that if we're willing to go through it uh, there isn't anything in life that does a struggle you know um, you're giving birth to a baby that baby's struggling to come out the mother is struggling to to give birth it's but the once you put that baby in a mother's arms all form of struggle is forgotten you know yes. that love is there that bond that connection that everything is there in in your arms and that moment changes for you from that moment and you know i think for a lot of people in their self-discovery they're going through you know their own inception their own um you know nine month period and then giving birth to themselves and but when they do and they step into that love of self and love of meaningful purpose it, we really are now having human beings that are truly going to be contributors to the world and it's a very beautiful thing it is beautiful. I, I, I love what you're saying, and I totally agree. Now, we are going to have you back on Eco Solutions, where we are going to be talking about the 108 um, in water, quantum code water. Uh, would you give us a little tease on that? Um, because that is absolutely fascinating, and I want to know more about that and invite people back to listen to that show. You've heard the expression, we are the water planet, mm-hmm. and every human being is mostly water. 70, 80, some, some scientists are saying even 95% through the molecular relationship of the, of water. So we need to, uh, recognize that, that there is a huge value in the quality of our water. And so the technology that we've been working with revitalizes the water itself. When water comes out of the out of nature, out of a spring or high from the mountains and comes down waterfalls and goes through swirling uh, uh, creeks and, and rivers and creeks and so forth, before it's polluted, it has this amazingly high vibratory vitality. And if you drink that water and you, you bathe in it, it will actually, well, it will help you heal up. It will keep you healthy. But what's most interesting is that it actually allows or enables our higher consciousness to be perceived because the body's nervous system is cerebral spinal fluid based Mm. and cerebral spinal fluid is water with certain minerals and salt salt water sodium chloride is a crystal and if the crystals in our own bodies and on the in our own uh families and in our own human race are vital to the point where we can transduce higher vibrational or higher truth of information, then you can see how that can help humanity as a whole and help us oh, yeah. heal and, and live more full lives. So that's what we're, we've been working on too is, a, is the quality of water. We're revitalizing it. We're restructuring it to match Mother Nature's full intention of what the purpose of water is well it's rather like the app isn't it it's a little nudge to help people kind of stay on the cosmic track so to speak you know stay stay in those channels um looking at the device is it something that just taps onto screws onto a tap there's different uh variations of it there's one that you can put at the entry of, of water in your house so like point of entry there's one under the sink 
Um, I think the ones that are available now, you're right, it's, it screws on a, a, a um, plastic bottle water or a glass bottle water, and you just turn it upside down and it goes into the receptacle container, and it spins around through that uh, device, and it's processed with quantum code technology and these fields of information, and so it revitalizes the water. It's done at that point. You drink it afterwards. Right. I mean, you know, there was that wonderful test done of taking, uh, you know, three glasses of water in three different rooms and one of them of just having anger and hate and just watching the water go black. Another one of not paying any attention to the water at all and it did nothing. And another one of just giving the water love and how it crystallized into these beautiful, you know, um, energetic uh, quantum crystals. So, you know, water carries so much in it doesn't it and it you know if you look at the the angry glass and we're we're looking at people in that state that's what they're doing to their own inner bodies and no wonder their bodies break down into disease so important just so true and so important but the quality of our water especially for our children well all of us really yes quality of our water is not a detriment to our own love but it's enhancing that natural state of love and and the heart uh freedom so yes that's that's what we're going to it's is to get water out to as many people as possible that has that structure that vitality that nature intended great so we will be doing a show on that under eco solutions so stay tuned for that it will be posted on this posting as well um but for now it's about the book and it's about the app which i you know i think is just such a brilliant idea and the book is filled with so much, a lot of photographs from the past, and, and you were so skinny at one point. You know, you were just <laughs> stretched skin over a skeleton when you were going yes. through that. And it's, but again, it just shows that when we put our minds and hearts and souls on the right track, how we can come back. Uh, you know, as a disposable nation, we're so quick to throw things away because it's broken instead of nurturing things back to to mending. And uh, you decided to nurture yourself back to mend and not only that, you know, transcend um, because you gave yourself that value and that love, which was a beautiful healing uh, thing that you did there. So I encourage people to, to get the book, read the story. There's so many layers in there. There's so much to learn from it. And, uh, and certainly get the app when it comes out because uh, what a beautiful, simple, easy to use anytime you need it. Uh, tool to help you take that breath and just get back into that zone. So, how do people get it? www.108.net So, one is spelled out, O-N-E, and then the numbers, 08.net. It'll be on that website. The book will be there, and the app will uh, soon be available um, or there'll be a link on that website to uh, Google or iTunes or Apple. So that's the main website, the hub for all of our stuff at this point. Well, as I said, there's several shows coming up here. I'd love to have you back on with Rennie Davis. I'd love to have you on with Bill Mackey. Um, mm. And, you know, this, this, we've scratched the surface. We've only just touched a little bit here today. Um, the book will give you so much more in-depth on on Bob's story here and and his journey because we've only scratched the surface of it but the one thing you know I look at the news and I look at humanity sometimes and I go kind of why do I bother in that moment of despair and then I hear stories like like yourself you know near death could have so easily gone that way given up instead you decided 
to seek more seek more understanding and look what where you are today and your contribution to humanity today not only in its healing but its empowerment um in its solutions you know for our better tomorrows and it's through people like yourself that gives me hope that we truly will see this better world we're, we're this better world is up to us isn't it if we don't like it change it and the first thing you have to do is change yourself Yes, Sarah. Uh, thank you for your, your kind words. And we are all together. I mean, mm-hmm. we are not separated and there's, there's resources beyond our ability to see them that are, uh, that can't wait to help and can't wait to download more technological innovations and discoveries. And we're in a, a grand time of awakening. So uh, again, I know we're coming to the end of your show. Thank you for having me. It's such a joy and it's such a privilege to be part of your community and on your show thank you again it's the reason why i do the shows i do with people like yourself so thank you very much for embracing your journey you know there's another note i want to end on here is that a lot of people think life only belongs to the young and only the innovation comes from the young and the the young ones that are tuned and tapped in the innovations they're coming up with are mind-blowing but you know do not write off anybody in in our generation you know the 60 70 even 80 (laughs) plus because um, we've stepped into that consciousness now, um, but also what we've brought with is a lifetime of wisdom. And yeah. so we actually understand that consciousness perhaps from a different level. Uh, and so, uh, well, you know, it's not over until we're over. And of course, when it's over, it's only the matter that's gone, the body. You know, our yeah. consciousness goes on, comes back, does it all again. Um, but it's, uh, it's be willing to learn constantly through your life forever because it, that's the reason why you're living. Right. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. So thank you so much for Rob for being here with us today and sharing. I look forward to the next load of shows we're going to do with you. And uh, don't forget to get the book, folks. Um, It's beautiful. It'll be a great read. And most certainly get signed up for that app because I think it's going to change your life considerably. So thank you, uh, Bob, for being with us here today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you to all your listeners. It's a privilege. And until next time, folks, remember, be willing to take the journey. Come into the waters. It's awesome. I promise you. Bye for now.